Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. This show is intended for mature audiences. It contains adult themes and references to emotional and physical abuse. Please listen with care. A Dear Media original podcast. You're listening to Good Morning Monster. Session 4, Mr. and Mrs. Monster. You and me, Maddie, we're the real Arlingtons. Your mother is just an interloper. Arlingtons are well-mannered, kind, dignified. She doesn't play by our rules. Shh, quiet now. Basement voices, Maddie, basement voices. Your mother may have the run of upstairs, but we have our self-respect. And that is the most important. Oh, God. Don't move. Don't move. You, you are an Arlington, and you're strong, Maddie. Oh, oh no. Don't worry, Maddie. Don't worry, she's gone. You want more SpaghettiOs? Be careful now. Don't cut yourself on the can, Maddie. Every child deserves to feel safe and protected by their parents. Your father was clearly intimidated by your mother, which must have made her seem all-powerful. When one parent has psychopathic tendencies, it's critical that the other parent protect the child. Sometimes he'd take my side of things. But if mother went ballistic, he never took her on. We both lived in terror. Yeah, but your father is revered as a negotiator. He's a powerful businessman. I'm sure he's handled bigger threats than your mother. Why is he so scared of her? Yes, he's done business with everyone from princes to mobsters, and he always gets his price. I honestly don't know why he was so scared of mother. From what you've told me, it seems like your father has an issue standing up to the women in his life. 
He's still siding with the enemy by allowing Karen to keep you out of the house. You take care of everyone, and yet you're alone on Christmas? I, I might still go to Anton's. Is, is this the first time Anton has invited you for Christmas? Well, uh, he's invited me before, but I'm usually terribly busy. Mm. Most years, I'm lucky if I get a single day off after Thanksgiving. It'll be just, just you and him? I really don't understand why you're so obsessed with Anton, Dr. Gildener. We, we're friendly co-workers. Two pathetic, lonely people who have chosen to be pathetic and lonely together one night of the year. And it is not my fault that people make all this brouhaha over the particular night that we have chosen. Holidays foster expectations and associated stress for most people. How does it feel not to have a home during the holidays? To be without family, without your father? You mentioned loneliness. Well, that's something of a leading question, don't you think? <laughs> Obviously, it doesn't feel good. But there's no sense of talking about it. Especially when... Especially when he's not going to change. No, that's true. We can't change other people. But talking about how their actions impact our emotions is the whole point of therapy. I just really don't like all this blame being placed upon my father. I'm really not trying to place blame on anyone. Mother is the problem. She is the reason that we are here. I truly think father tried his best. And, he, and he's still trying to do what he can for me. Look, he, he brought me you. He tries to help in the ways that he knows how. If you could see how sad he looked sitting alone in that basement eating SpaghettiOs out of the can. That, that's where I found him after Karen destroyed the antiques too. If you'd just seen how tragic he seemed, I don't think you'd demonize him quite so quickly. I'm not trying to demonize him. I'm trying to show you patterns of behavior and explore how those patterns have impacted you. Maybe my father has a pattern of not standing up to terrible women. He was strong in so many ways, and yet they effortlessly incapacitated him every time. But doesn't that make him more of a victim than a villain? Parents can be victims and still fail to protect their children. I just, I really don't think my father was the problem. In comparison to my husband, Joey, my father looked like the best man in the world. Why did you marry Joey? Honestly, I thought Joey was an antidote to my snobbery. He was the polar opposite of me, the child of immigrants. He grew up on the streets. He had a real tough guy energy. Joey never took shit from anyone. I thought he'd protect me from my mother. And it's true, he never fell for her charms. He was always very savvy, could see through people. Anyone who tried to manipulate him failed miserably and usually left with their ego smarting in the end. But when you were with him and you were the center of his attention, it felt like the sun was shining on you. Madeline, you are the smartest and most beautiful woman in this city. You deserve to be on the cover of every magazine, invited to every fancy schmancy red carpet event. I mean, look, look at his fucking apartment. Perfection. You're a goddess. And I don't want anyone telling you any different. I'm sorry if your mom can't see that. She's got to be out of her mind. But really, who needs her? You got me. And aren't I enough to make up for that? Come here. At first, he made me feel like a goddess. 
In fact, he referred to me that way frequently. He showered me with gifts and compliments. It was the first time I'd been really wooed like that. At first. Wasn't long before he realized I didn't deserve his love. Hold on a sec. What? I'm not. Uh, um, it's quite early. It's it's early and um uh, and. Big bed, get get to the point. Maybe we could slow down a bit. Why? Well, sometimes. Um. You. You spit it out already? Jesus. I feel so awkward, but your excitement is a little premature sometimes. Maybe if we slow down, we both feel good when we're uh, intimate. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you, babe, but uh, take a good look here. It isn't premature for me. Oh, Oh, come on. Well, then... Should I just wake you around dinner time again? You ever think that maybe I'm not the problem here? Hey, maybe you're too uptight. Look at you nagging me. What's wrong with sleeping in? It's a little thing called work ethic, Joey. Yeah, yeah other people applaud me hiring people to look after my stores. But you're such a stick in the mud, you can't handle anyone who doesn't work themselves to death like you. You hired them with my father's money, so maybe, just maybe, you could at least pretend to care about my needs once in a while. Ah, jeez. I I never promised you a rose garden. (sighs) You advocated for your needs, and your husband responded with a complete lack of empathy. It wasn't just the terrible sex or his general asshole nature. He never cared about my interests. Never wanted to go to Europe. He he only cared about the Grand Prix and spending money. I was lucky he was a pretty smart businessman. Otherwise, I'd be paying off his debts until the end of time. And how long was it that you were married? Six years. The first was fine. The rest were terrible. I tried to convince him to go to therapy with me, but that was a non-starter. That's a long time to be in a terrible marriage. For some reason, I, I couldn't leave. Huh, why do you think that is? <sighs> I don't know. It kind of felt like maybe he was the best I could do. Maybe. I, I was always certain he'd find someone else and leave me, and it turned out I was right. We've only been divorced for a year, and he's already found someone new. He, he's getting remarried this weekend. I saw the announcement. <laughs> In the Times. Hmm. What came up for you when you read the announcement? (laughs) Logically, I know he'd find someone else eventually. And just because I couldn't make him happy doesn't mean someone else shouldn't. But I feel... I feel a bit like a failure. After all, what does anything matter if nobody loves you? It sounds like you tried very hard to make Joey happy. And your efforts weren't reciprocated. But when I was married, I felt I'd at least succeeded in something. Why do you feel you were only successful when you got married? All I know is when our wedding was announced in the Times, I finally felt worthy. Someone thought I was lovable. And I got to shout it from the rooftops. 
Yeah, but admiration and love come in many different forms. It doesn't all have to be from a romantic connection. I mean, how many young girls have seen your Vogue profile and felt inspired to become entrepreneurs? And that's only an example of external validation. The most important validation is internal. I want you to investigate why you feel you're inherently unlovable. I don't know why. It just feels true. Well, feelings can be deceptive. And if we spend an extended period of time living in unhealthy thought patterns and feelings, they can feel natural, safe even. It doesn't matter if they're unhealthy thought patterns because I deserve to end up alone. Why? Oh, you know why. You talking about the affair? Yes. Okay, well, are you ready to talk about it? Hi, listeners. Laura here, one of the producers of Good Morning Monster. We'd like to take a brief moment to thank our sponsors and tell you a little bit about the fabulous and very fitting services they offer. Good Morning Monster deals with themes on mental health, anxiety, and depression, so... We're really grateful to be partnering with HERS on this project. When you're experiencing anxiety or depression, getting help can feel impossible. Adding another thing to the to-do list, building up the energy to reach out, or even just figuring out where to start can feel totally overwhelming. That's why HERS makes it simple to get access to the treatment you need. If you visit forhers.com monster, you can complete a free online assessment whenever and wherever you want. A licensed healthcare professional will review your intake and then can prescribe a proven mental health medication if it's right for you. Once prescribed, HERS ships your medication to you directly for free. Plus, through the HERS app, you can track your refills, explore curated content, and message your care team anytime. If you've tried it all, it's time to try HERS. Start your free assessment today at forhers.com slash monster. That's forhers.com slash monster. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Controlled substances are not available through our platform. Hi everyone, I'm Aline Laurent Maillard. I'm the host of a new podcast from Paradiso Media called Free From Desire, a sexual in the city of love. It's my story of growing up in Paris and buying into the idea that life is all about romantic love and passion, only to realize much later that my life isn't going to be about that at all. As a teenager, I felt like an outcast. My peers were having their first crushes, their sexual awakenings. But where was mine? Why wasn't I feeling what they were feeling? Come with me as I relieve my journey to self-acceptance with all of the heartbreak tough choices, and joy that came along the way. My story is very specific, but in many ways, it's also universal. It's about rethinking and reinventing intimacy and what it means to all of us. You can listen to it now, wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for Free From Desire on your favorite podcast app. Okay, I will tell you about the affair with Alexandru, but I swear, if you try to justify my infidelity, I will lose my faith in you as a psychologist. Unfortunately, I can't promise I won't put your affair in context, Madeline. Infidelity never happens in a vacuum. There are always extenuating circumstances that lead us down that path. Ugh. 
Okay, fine. But also, please don't judge the man I chose. I know Alexandru isn't the handsomest, or even the smartest for that matter. And currently his only job is to get coffee, and he even manages to fuck that up. Sometimes I wonder if I should send him back to the packing department. If one's determined to buy a ticket to Sodom and Gomorrah, you'd hope there'd be at least a first-class piece of eye candy in it. (laughs) But I was desperate, okay? Being married to Joey was an exercise in loneliness, and I have... I have needs. Do you need anything else? Oh no, Alexandra, you should go home. I can manage solo. I get dinner? Cucumber, water? Cucumber? Hmm? Cucumber. Yeah, water with cucumbers. Oh, cucumber water. Ah. That's okay. I can just order in. Seriously, go home. Get some sleep. I'm happy to stay. I admire your work. I learn. I remember being so taken aback by how flirtatious he sounded. He sat down on the floor next to me, too close to be friendly. I could, I could feel his breath. He seemed to really care about antiques. And I could tell that deep down he was kind. We ordered food, had a couple bottles of wine. When you work as hard as we do, you have to treat yourself every now and again. <laughs> and what year is this? That coin touched the hands of Romans, if you can believe it. Well, I believe. And now it's touched my hand and your hand. Madeline, you most beautiful woman in whole world. You're joking. I not joke. No. My eyes see. And I love. (laughs) Really? Yeah. You set souls on fire. Oh. Oh, we... Duanna from Warsaw. We really shouldn't. I'm... I'm your boss, and it's... (sighs) No, no. Dragamaya, just lie back. Relax. Oh, um... I'm happy to. Shh. Just relax. Oh, oh. Okay. Are you sure? I'm sure. I must taste you. Oh, okay. Oh. Oh, fuck. He actually cared about my pleasure. Quite the giver, that one. And the stamina. He single-handedly proved that it wasn't my fault that I never... uh, With Joey... Joey was the one who was bad in bed, not me. But a few weeks later, my conscience took over. I said we had to end things, and Alexandru responded with all kinds of hysterical inanities. Madeline! Madeline! Get out of the fucking street! Madeline, I love you. Madeline, I I love you. You gotta keep it down. It's two in the morning. Madeline, I'll I'll die if I can't be with you. Please, please, just talk to me. Oh, you shut up. Madeline, I I love you. Why, why, why would you do this to me? If you don't quiet down, I'm gonna have to call the police. Madeline, I, 
I love you without you, my life. My life is not worth living. <sighs> Luckily, Joey was on a business trip that night. Otherwise, I would have been found out. Absolutely idiotic for Alexandra to come to my apartment like that. And then there was the constant onslaught of flowers and sappy emails with Romanian poetry. But I was scared out of my mind for him. He said he was going to kill himself. Can you imagine someone getting that worked up over me? I can. Well, I can't. Especially after only a couple weeks. That is a very short time, but infatuation is powerful. I was mortified I'd had an affair with him against my better judgment, and on top of that, I felt so guilty that I'd led him on. Let's challenge the idea that you led him on. Okay, just because you didn't want the same thing out of your relationship with Alexandra doesn't mean you maliciously misled him. That's what that term implies. I mean, did you promise him anything? No. Exactly. So you don't have to carry that guilt. He wanted to emotionally escalate things, and you didn't. That happens all the time. It doesn't make you a bad person. But I still had an affair with an employee. I'm pretty sure that makes me a bad person. You felt it was a mistake, and you tried to rectify it. Did you confide in anyone? Uh, yes, but kind of by accident. I told Anton about it. He's the most normal person in the office, but then that isn't saying much. He found me crying in my office. Madeline? Uh, oh, I should knock. Oh, Anton, I'm so sorry. I, I need a minute. What's wrong? I swear, I'm fine. Tell me. I won't burden you. I'm not leaving until you tell me what's wrong. Go on. You're going to be disgusted after I tell you the whole sordid story. I could never hate you. <laughs> Just wait. Here it goes. Against my better judgment, I had an affair with Alexandru, and it lasted two and a half weeks until I came to my senses and ended things. But now, because I led Alexandru on, he says he's madly in love with me, and he said he's going to kill himself if he can't be with me. And I'm just, I'm scared out of my mind about it. Obviously, I am scared for his life, but also, what if he sues, and then Joey will find out and divorce me, and I'll probably have to sell the business to pay spousal support, and all of this is because I am a... Filthy, stupid slut. I deserve to be stoned and exiled. Don't say things like that about yourself. Affairs happen. If Joey was good to you, you wouldn't look elsewhere. He was never good enough for you. <laughs> Joey is the one who should be exiled and stoned. Thank you for trying to make me feel better. But none of that changes the fact that I am royally fucked. Don't worry about Alexandro. If anything happens to him, or if he finds a reporter who's looking for a juicy story... Two weeks and he's suddenly Romeo on Juliet's tomb? You are a wonderful woman with many charms. Oh. But Romanians are quite melodramatic. Well, I am his boss. He has every right to take me for all I'm worth. I doubt he'll try anything... Because immigration would get involved. And then he, too, would be, as you put it, 
<laughs> royally fucked. <laughs> Don't worry. I will handle it. Anton sounds like a lovely person. Anton's a very kind man. He has a PhD in museology and a minor in saving me from lovesick Romanians. But then again, it's easy to be kind when you barely speak English and you have absolutely zero financial sense. I mean, what's there to worry about if you don't know what you should be worried about in the first place? I think you're slightly underselling his merits. Did Joey end up finding out? No, but of course he ended up leaving me anyway. I couldn't get out of bed for a week. Really? I was devastated. But at least I lost five pounds. Couldn't keep any food down. <laughs> From what you told me, it didn't seem like Joey made you happy. I'll, I'll admit, I'm a, I'm a bit surprised you didn't leave him first. Okay, I, I know Joey isn't the best, but at least I wasn't alone. Come on, those are the only options in your mind? Being in an unhealthy relationship or being alone? It's not hard for me to imagine that you'd find another partner. You're, you're beautiful, talented, smart. You have money. Well, I don't think that's an accurate description. Besides the rich part. Obviously, my worries about Joey were warranted because that's exactly what happened. And I didn't exactly have hordes of men waiting in the wings. You've expressed fears of disloyal employees leaving you as well. Why are you so afraid of abandonment? Isn't everyone afraid of being alone to one extent or another? Yeah, humans are social animals who crave community. That's true. However, a heightened fear of being alone typically stems from a childhood lacking physical or emotional care. A child might feel emotionally deserted or have a traumatic experience with abandonment. I should tell you about Russia if you want a tale of abandonment. What about Russia? Mm -mm. I, uh, no, I, I, I'm still not satisfied with the whole Joey thing. Maybe I am more inclined to fear being alone. We know I didn't get enough care of any kind as a child, but I had no choice but to stay with Joey. No choice? Why didn't you have a choice? Well, who would want me? Who else would want to be married to a monster other than another monster? Mr. Monster marries Mrs. Monster. Exactly. I know you told me not to justify the affair. But infidelity is not an unusual response to a cruel husband. In fact, I'd say it's a pretty common response especially when you tried to get him to agree to couples counseling. Joey was an asshole, but not cruel. I was the cruel one. Sleeping with someone else while I was married? I, it's just like my mother. When someone who promised to love you tells you he doesn't care about your pleasure or happiness, I mean, if that isn't cruel, that's at the very least selfish and narcissistic. Maybe. In fact, hmm, he spends money like water, doesn't care if you're happy, and when you mention work ethic, he calls you a stick in mud. What does that sound like? He sounds like... Oh, holy fuck. 
I married my mother. Ah, uh, I'm in session. How did I not see their similarities until now? Many people choose partners similar to their parents. Even as adults who supposedly know better, we replicate unhealthy patterns that got ingrained early on. The patterns may be toxic, but they feel familiar and oddly comforting. Sorry to interrupt, but I really need to talk to you. Fiona, what are you doing here? I, I... Uh, Dr. Gildener is going to think we're nuts, everyone coming in and out whenever they goddamn please. I know, I know, I'm sorry, but this is a serious code, Scarlet. I really don't want to be the one to tell you, but someone's gotta... Well, cut to the chase, Vienna. You're in here now. The Verndorfs just asked for a complete refund on everything they ordered for their Aspen estate. Oh, my God. Who are the Verndorfs? Our biggest clients. Did they give you any sort of explanation? I, I checked every order personally. Yeah, um... Just spit it out, Vienna. Mrs. Verndorf said she's canceling because your mother keeps trying to get her to invite her to the house. I guess it almost sounded like Charlotte was going to show up one day with no warning. Mrs. Verndorf said she's not interested in patronizing a business that's so unprofessional, and she's going to warn the people she referred so they're not put in an equally uncomfortable situation. Thank you, Vienna. Is there anything I can... Go now, please. Okay. (sighs) Mother was slightly declawed in Florida, but now that she's here... (sighs) I'm sorry, Dr. Gildener. It's all right, Madeline. Sit in what's coming up for you. (laughs) I... (laughs) I really must start keeping tissues in my office if I'm going to keep carrying on like this. I take it this is a big hit to your business. The Verndorfs have brought me my biggest clients. Who cares about getting people to fly? My mother may have single-handedly bankrupted the business. Honestly, if she wasn't a rich, attractive white woman, she'd be in jail somewhere. How does it feel to have your mother living with you 24-7? Well, what would you have me do, Dr. Gildener? She doesn't have anywhere to go. I am not going to throw her out on the street. I want to make it clear I'm not going to push you toward any particular course of action. But I will challenge the idea that she has nowhere to go. She has her boyfriend in Florida. She's still married to your father. And she likely has money stashed away and can take care of herself. You are not solely responsible for her. I don't even have words for what I feel right now. I am so angry. I mean, look at me. I'm shaking. It's a very valid emotion to feel in response to your mother ruining a business connection. Even if she wasn't a walking liability, I'd still loathe to be under the same roof as her. It is so unfair that I am stuck with her. Why? Why didn't I get a normal mother? It is unfair. And it's important that you take time to mourn that unfairness. Mourn the mother you wish you had. And then you can decide what you want to do with the mother you're stuck with. I have this huge apartment. I'd feel like a selfish brat if I didn't let her stay. I, 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 I refuse to be cruel like her. Yeah, but actions have consequences. And you get to decide the consequences you want to dole out. I promise. Fair boundaries aren't cruel, Madeline. But when we first start enforcing them after a lifetime of living in a family without them, it can feel selfish. 
But setting boundaries is actually an act of kindness. It's an act of kindness to yourself and an act of kindness to the people in your life. We set boundaries so we can keep people in our lives. This will make me sound like a horrible person, but... Sometimes I think about... about how much easier it would be if she just wasn't around anymore. And the best thing you can do is to not judge yourself for that feeling. But somehow, despite the chain smoking, the binge drinking, and not eating any real food for over 30 years, she is the healthiest of all of us. <laughs> Sometimes I think she survives on pure spite alone. Either that or she has sold her soul. It's very valid to wish your mother and the issues associated with her would just disappear. But since that isn't the case, you have to decide what to do about it. And I'm here to help you do it. We can't continue like this. If she scares off my clients, I won't even have an apartment to share. To use a flying reference, you have to put the oxygen mask on yourself before assisting others. (laughs) Oh, it really is stacked against us. I don't think it's time to give up hope just yet. You're a fighter. There's really only one option. My mother has to move out. Good Morning Monster is a Dear Media production. Produced with Wolf at the Door. Based on Catherine Gildner's literary work, Good Morning Monster. Starring Britt Lauer as Kathy, Aya Cash as Madeline, Dan Stevens as Duncan, and Judith Light as Charlotte. This episode also features Amber Amon, Daniel Abelis, Jack Baca, Jono Wilson, Quincy Dunbaker, Richard Cancino, and Richard Tatum. Good Morning Monster was executive produced, written, and created by Catherine Gildner. The show was written and produced by Alexandra E. Hartman. Directed and produced for Dear Media by Laura Ramaday. Executive produced by Winnie Kemp, Alex Kemp, and Chica Barbosa for Wolf at the Door. Executive produced for Dear Media by Jocelyn Falk, Paige Port, Lauren Bostick, and Michael Bostick. Casting by Kate Geller, CSA, assisted by Ross Schenker. Music composition by Daniel Brunel. Dialogue editing by Darren Bowling. Sound design and mix by Josh Falcon. Recording engineering by Bo Milkis. Associate produced for Wolf the Door by Makatsi Rakundo. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a rating and review. 